Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of One Amazing Experience and I am delighted today to be joined by Jay Bergson Carter who is a Managing Director of Fucho. Uh, Fucho are one of the top London caterers, as they say, spectacular food and inspired events. Uh, Jay, would you like to say a few few moments on yourself and uh, on the company? I will. Hi, Philip. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Jay, Jay Burgesson Carter, and I have the pleasure of working for uh, and running, actually, food show uh, events. We're a premium events caterer, London-based. Um, we're going into our 34th year, so almost wow. older than me. Um, but it's <laughs> been led through the times extremely well by Andrew Gosling, um, our founder, and Max Yannick, our partner and chef director. Um, I've recently taken over the realms uh, last year of of all the years to take over the reins. It's certainly been a testing one, but still here to tell the tale. Um, and lots of history and events before that, but I'm sure you will ask me all about that. I'm sure I will, Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll do it while going through the, the party of your choice. Um, so... Um, well, obviously, ask you in terms of what it's going to be, your, your venue of choice, look and feel, music, drinks, food, okay. entertainment, celebrity, if you would like a celebrity at your party, um, your first dance track, uh, your big departure, what that will be, and uh, one gift that you would like to give to your guests. It can be something physical, it can be just a nice gesture, whatever you would like it to be. Great. Uh, so, to get well, the ball rolling, and... Uh, I know it was your wedding last year. Was it last year? It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. January, very lucky, very, very <laughs> by the skin of our teeth. Fantastic. So that that was, I know, it was in the Tower of London and also yes, in South Africa. It was, London. yeah, but, double whammy, yeah, yeah. double whammy. So I'm I'm very excited to hear where your venue okay. is going to be. Yeah. How many guests you're likely to have and what the event yeah. is. Okay. It's a bit of an obvious choice. <laughs> um, I mean, my venue of choice is the Tower of London, ah, funnily enough. <laughs> uh, not that I'm biased at all, but because I got married there. But um, I just absolutely love the, the history, the fact it's over 900 years old. Um, it's nestled between skyscrapers and it's just such an iconic venue. And, you know, it's gone from being an execution site, a prison, a menagerie. It's got everything. Um, I've just, ever since working with Food Show, it's just been my absolute favourite venue. I'd never actually worked in it before. Um, but every every event you do there, you just feel honoured that you're working in such a space. Um, yeah. So to get married there was the cherry on the cake, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, yeah. And we were the first and... I mean, for a year or so, it felt like the last <laughs> to get married there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely biased, but uh, it's my favourite yeah, yeah, venue of biased. choice. You'd be allowed to be asked. And, and is it in one of the towers that you'll be dining? Yes, yeah, in the the White Tower. I say through gritted teeth because it's the most beautiful, it's the jewel in the crown, but it's the most logistically challenging. <laughs> um, yeah. Yep. So yeah, in the White Tower, the oldest part, um, but it is just a, such a, a such a beautiful space. Yeah. Well, as this is a, a fancy event, I can assure you that all the logistics and operations will go smoothly. It's okay. Of course, of course, of course. Excellent. And how many guests are you having? I'm going with uh, a nice hundred. Yeah. Nice round number. Um, works well in the space. Good to cater for. Um, and I'd like to think I could fill a room with 100 people. I'm sure you could, Jay. 50 I'm sure friends and 50 foe, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, brilliant stuff. And uh, would you be having it as a black tie event or are you looking oh, at a different theme? Chic as possible, Philip. Chic as possible. Chic as possible. It's been a while since we've all dusted off our uh, velvet, okay. velvet dinner jackets or whatever we've got. Um, so, yeah, as chic as we can. That'll be amazing. Yeah, to go back to those days, eh? Mm. Um, I'm sure what will happen. Um, going back <laughs> to those days, as I talked yes. about that, um, obviously, uh, I know that you studied hospitality and events at Manchester. I did. Yeah? I did, just. Just. Um, that wasn't actually my career choice. Um, no? no, no, I left college and I, I just had this passion for property. I really wanted to, to do something with property development or construction um, just completely out of the blue, nothing to do with my A-levels. It, it's just what I wanted to do. So I actually started out as a trainee quantity surveyor, um, which takes a lot of people by surprise. <laughs> even <laughs> yeah, myself, actually. Yes, even myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did it for a year. I also did a part-time construction management degree. Um, Brilliant. And I can't quite believe it took me a year to realise it, it wasn't necessarily the best career move for me. <laughs> So um, after a year of steel toe cap boots, uh, going up ladders, um, bearing in mind I'm petrified of heights, um, and builder banter, I soon realised wasn't quite my wasn't quite my calling in life. So I um, ordered a bunch of university prospectus and I peeled through them and I just picked what I thought would be the most fun course to do in events and hospitality. It, it was um, my dad. Uh, my family have quite a, a kind of a likeness to Manchester. It's where my family from Africa kind of settled when they moved over. Um, so my dad was the big advocate for going to Manchester Met. Um, and it, di it didn't let me down. I have to say I had a great, great time. Um, and through that, I then took a, I did a year's at uni and did an industry placement for a year moving to London. Um, and that's what really opened my eyes and thought, this is this is the, <laughs> the right career move. No steel toe cap boots, no high vis. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a great couple of years learning that it was going to be my my destined choice. Excellent. Was that visit London or was it? No. Um, so yeah. I I did uh, I, I was at Red Snapper events okay. um, yes. for a year, um, and I worked with yourself actually even back in back in those days. Um, <laughs> and as part of that, I was then able to also. Um, do a few other internships. So Visit London was one of them. Um, did a, a couple of weeks with them in their office. Um, and then also just with some of the clients of Red Snapper, just to give me a kind of whole view of the industry. Um, and I think just the catering stuck. Um, I went back to uni to finish my course. Almost not, actually. I was, you know, people were convincing tempted me to, to stay. Yeah, tempted yeah. to stay. There was a job offer to stay, but... I wanted to stick it out, um, you know, halfway through the day, you may as well finish it off. So um, <laughs> I went yeah. back, um, but I actually was, I was coming back to London kind of every other weekend freelancing. Um, I'd made great friends with some of our clients, you know, they, they'd want me on their events. So I was coming back. Um, yeah. And then subsequently at the end of, at the end of that, I was offered a job full time, but Unfortunately, it wasn't then known as Red Snapper. It was the London Kitchen. Um, sure. So then I, I took the job with, jumped with joy, took the job. And, and that's where I was for, God, quite a long time, nearly nine years, I think, actually. Really long time. <laughs> um, and kind of grew through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll talk, we'll talk more we about will, that. We will, yes. Jay, absolutely. 
Um, obviously, it's it, from what you've said there, you had a, you had a great grounding in the industry. It's very, I think personally, I think it's very important that people do go, as you say, as work as a, you know, simply as a waiting staff, a bar staff, and yeah. get to understand what your team are going to be doing and the venues you'll be working at and the the fun that can be had as well while doing so. Absolutely. Yeah. And talking about fun, uh, obviously at your venue, um, yes. so we're having a chic as possible event in the chic White Tower, Tower of London. Chic as we can at the Tower of London. <laughs> and to add to that chicness, is there anything specific that you'll be doing in terms of theming of the venue? I um, I absolutely love Great Hire, well, options now, options Great Hire's furniture, the, the styling, the way they do things and dress spaces um, with our help, because obviously we plan the events, but just utilising all of their plush velvet furniture and their cocktail tables um and in the the white tower it's such a such a historic space but it plays really well with contemporary um so you know lovely back bars dressed with foliage and terrariums um i can i can see it now i just can't quite afford to, to make it all happen <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a good thing on this one the, the budget's yes, fine you know, that... good. endless budget is what i need philip <laughs> yeah absolutely you got it you got it jay yeah cool and uh will you be having music as people arrive yes i uh i think you've got to get people into the right frame of mind for for your party for your event so it's got to be something prince related or even a tina turner number just to get people in the party spirit Tina Turner, Prince. I'm sure it will do, absolutely. And uh, to help them get into party spirit as well, while they're arriving, Tina Turner playing. Um, your your tip of choice. What were you oh, serving your guests to drink? Has to be champagne. Just champagne. Has to be. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, a filler cut, someone rosé, if possible. Um, okay. But champagne is the drink of celebration, and events are a celebration of coming together, whether it's corporate, whether it's private. Um, and I think you just can't beat a chilled glass of bubbly fair enough did you have did you have bit of cart salmon rosé at your wedding unfortunately i didn't actually i had, <laughs> i had a beautiful english sparkling coats and seedy oh, um okay. which we we do sell quite a lot um at food show and it, it was just nice to do something a little different i think my family and yeah. friends expected champagne so i thought i'd try and shock them Show a little them. yeah 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 brilliant brilliant stuff um so yeah as you said so you you um you did your trips from Manchester to London and back again. You yes. had a great grounding. You did a bit of Red Snapper, visit London, worked with After Work as well. Wonderful. I did, yeah. And uh, and then obviously you ended up, as you say, for, for a long time at London Kitchen. I did. Um, so London Kitchen was, uh, I suppose, a, a restarting point for Red Snapper. Is that fair yes. to say in yeah. terms of it? Yeah. And um, you used to do fairly large events would be fair to say we did yeah we did um dinners for five six seven hundred even 1400 actually um so kind of your bigger ones and then of course dinners for 10 dinners for 20 but um we we focus more on the bigger stuff um and kind of i'd say more of like fun events um you know fashion a lot of um publicity stunt events and product launches yeah it was good it was a good time yeah yeah what would you say what do you say were your greatest successes at your time at London Kitchen? Um, I mean, we did an annual dinner for 1400. And I mean, that is just a feat in itself. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of coming together from all departments. It, it was quite something. And I yeah. think the the feeling of when that event finishes well, you just, you never forget it. Um, and, and thankfully, actually, I've, I've worked on that event. Um, I've been lucky enough to do that with Food Show too. So fab. But um, the, the, 
even uh, the more informal events, we did a rugby, we used to do a rugby event, barbecue, 3,000 people in a field, you know, jeans and trainers. Yeah, Yeah, Richmond Rugby Club, jeans and trainers, you know, great fun. Yeah, yeah. Not not your typical event, but still still good fun all the same. Absolutely. Was it? I think it was lawyers, wasn't it? Lawyers. Yeah, uh, yeah we did um, lawyers and insurance. Lawyers um, and insurance. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. But I think that the, the the biggest success was um, a two week event for the centenary of BMW. Um, they took out the they hired the roundhouse for two weeks and they just turned it into a completely different. Not that it needed to be, but a completely different venue. And we kind of. It was almost like a two-week residency. We moved in, and it was different clients every night, and um, different concept cars being launched. And that really was that was quite something. Excellent. What were your What were your biggest learnings from doing those those events? Those big events? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to check, check, and check again is <laughs> definitely yeah. one of them. Um, <laughs> patience is your biggest virtue that's also one of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I think genuinely not to sound cliche or corny but the people around you you know build them up to the best that they are and they will only reflect you in the best possible light um, and you know a two week job for and I mean they would they were the, the client had come over from Germany so they were very specific and particular in what they wanted um, and, you know, after a week or two, it can become quite testing. Um, but I think as long as you've got the right people and you, you support them as best you can, you, you'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll know that um, more than any of us, Philip, with um, Off to Work. Yes, I, I do. And uh, I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's one of the conversations we have most with, with clients in that, um, you know, actually, sometimes you don't need to be paying the team extraordinary amounts. You just need to give them due care and attention and make them feel that they're, that they're wanted and yeah you know, it's simple stuff you know when they arrive they actually get a meal or yes they know they're going to get a meal later that they can have water or you might even give them a coke you never know <laughs> just even just remembering people's names is exactly. just, you know it's just exactly yeah yeah exactly and treating them with with respect they've got yeah. to put their stuff and they just you know they they have a calm time so they can then deliver that's where it helps oh. if you've done if you started there you know if you've been a waiter and you've you've been that yeah. end of the stick so to speak it helps most definitely most definitely you've, you've walked in those shoes as i say <laughs> excellent and um coming on then to to your meal yes um, at your event um so are, are you having a three four five six course seven course dgse for something completely different I, i'm i'm going to keep it simple i'm going to go three course because nice. the three courses will be the best that people have ever eaten so, uh, yes, um, and Max's food, as, as biased as I am being, it truly is the best food I've ever tasted in the industry. It's just out of this world. Um, and I've been lucky enough to try all sorts of chefs' food, Michelin stars and, um, you know, well-noted chefs, but Max's is just special. You taste the love that he puts into it. Amazing. And I should have asked, because you should have, of course, had the option to have canapes while you're having your champagne. Will you be having some canapes? Of course, a few, yes. Yes, yes a yeah, few. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, have a favourite? Oh, yeah. The, steaks are, the, the food show steak frites and bernays is just, it's brilliant. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's uh, mini shoestring fries wrapped oh. in um, an Angus steak, um, and then it's got a bernays sauce to dip in. It's just, it's great. It's got proper crunch on the, on the fries. Um, it, it's everything you want in a canapé. Wonderful. Steak, frit, yes. tartar. Yeah, steak, frit and bernays. Bernays, sorry. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. 
excellent so then coming on to the to the to the main meal itself starter yes so starter um we do this amazing tuna tartare it's got baby vegetables um and it's dressed like almost like a flower on this flat plate but in the middle is an avocado wasabi and lime sorbet and just a plate of that was is enough but um it's such a lovely dish it's really light um and it's just one of my favorites um and tartare is not for everyone but as it's my event everybody's going to eat it <laughs> <laughs> I, I love a tuna tartare oh absolutely. it's stunning yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but uh, as sushi becomes ever more popular more people are used to the idea of, of concepts true. of eating very more true fishes are, which is all good stuff um and then your main course so main course would be our um head to toe chicken um and it's it sounds simple, but it's really not. It's one of the most labour-intensive dishes we do, which is why I've chosen it because I couldn't ever, I couldn't ever ask for it myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful um, fine dining version of a head-to-toe chicken. It's every piece of the chicken you can imagine, but in an edible format. There's no heads, there's no feet, there's no claws. Um, but it's like a beautiful truffle-stuffed breast, um, and then a stuffed wing, but it's deboned, um, and then. Uh, beautiful chicken oysters which is like the back of the chicken um it's just a stunning dish and then it's got a lovely truffle and chicken bonbon um and it's got a arbois truffle foam sauce on the side like a beautiful rich wine um i mean it's it's not for the faint-hearted but um <laughs> it's a it's a really lovely dish and it just says everything that what food show is it says it on a plate um so that that would be my main course Fantastic. You're making me hungry, I can assure you. Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, you obviously, to your time, as you say, you were eight, nine years at London Kitchen. So you started there. What was your first role? So my first role was, I was just event planner, actually. Event Came back planning. from uni, yeah, event yeah. planner, um, planning events and a bit of business development, meeting clients. Um, as a 20-odd-year-old, you know, being corporate company card being given a card to go and pick clients, <laughs> clients to lunch it was almost like winning the lottery oh, I think that was the life, eh? very quickly regretted that, that, I, <laughs> that I was given that card um but yeah it was a great time and then I yeah. I moved on to it wasn't too long actually we had we had a senior planner um Emily she was fantastic but she was going off on on, on maternity um and she'd already said she wasn't sure about coming back um, so it was just a natural move that I would move then into that role and, and she would go off onto maternity. Yeah. And then you moved up to, you were director yes, of events? Yes, and then I was moved director. up to director of events. Um, so kind of head of that department, I had a small, fantastic team. Um, so I was kind of, my charge was to get the, the bigger pies, the bigger events in and, and then just manage the team in terms of sales and ops. It was a bit of a dual role. Um, and then it, it just seemed a natural fit and a natural time to to become a shareholder um, and director and, and my boss at the time take a little bit more of a step back, um, maybe more of a step back, but you know, <laughs> being, being thrown in the deep end is never a bad thing. No, um, absolutely. absolutely. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of a natural progression. And then I was, I guess, running, running all things, even yeah. the kitchen, you know, head chef would report into me every morning and we'd go through all events. And so I was essentially kind of 
the head of all, which was, it was great for being so young at the time. It yeah, was yeah. fantastic responsibility. It was, it was a lot of responsibility, but. Yeah. And did you find it an easy step to take in terms of the people management side of things? No, I think, um, I remember I, I used to have some fantastic mentors. I still have some, but at the time I had some different business mentors. Um, and my challenge was always being taken seriously. I remember it was a kind of recurring thing where I would walk into a room and I'd be pitching to, you know, CEOs and bankers and insurance brokers. And I'd, I'd they'd be having their biggest event of the year where they'd be spending their biggest event budget. And I would walk into pitch and you'd almost hear snuffles that, you know, this young 20 <laughs> odd year old is, you know, even able to speak to us. Um, so I, that always used to come up against me. Um, and also staffing wise, you know, we, we used to have, for example, the head chef, you know, older on paper, more experienced even, but taking direction from me was quite difficult. Um, but, you know, welcome challenges because it, it made me slight, it made me more confident. It made me realise I needed to manage in a different way. Um, so although it, it maybe came up against me at times, it was a welcome challenge. Yeah, yeah. Did you find ways to counter it, especially in, suppose, as you say, that situation with clients? Yeah, I think um, just proving that you know your stuff really is the best is the best way that you know actions are much louder than words so I would always say you know take a chance and and it will work for you and it, it did um <laughs> very rarely it didn't but obviously I'd be easy <laughs> my easy my words then um but the mentoring um from my from business mentors peers in the industry certainly helped certainly helped yeah yeah and were you given the freedom to sort of I suppose use your creativity to do to, to be slightly I suppose mad in terms of the ideas that you came up with or yeah I think um my my boss at the time was I mean he was very creative um and that rubbed off on us you know whether you whether it was in the budget or not the client gets the best and if the client wants gold leaf plates they'll get them whether they're paying for them or not and I mean that may have been the demise of many things but um it, it was it, it you know the client was king and that they were treated as king um yeah. and yeah they that's the right way to be just maybe to manage the budgets and uh, a, a little better but um i think creativity was at the forefront of everything so um yeah i was definitely given the scope no it's great and again as we said it earlier you know you learn you learn as much from your mistakes and as of course you, you do you, yeah of course you realize that client is king but equally budget has to be queen <laughs> well there you go absolutely absolutely um and also i think you you really quickly come to realize the clients that you want to go the extra mile for and that you, that you will do and and ones that will come back and then you also know ones that are, are using you at a time they either feel they have to or they might necessarily not, their favourite might not be on the list, so they're going with you and they're not coming back. Um, yeah. So, you know, that is also a thing to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, talking about favourites on the list, your dessert. Oh, dessert. So um, a year or so ago, we did this fantastic product launch for Flora. They were launching um, Flora as plant-based. Um, and so we, we were brought in to do the product launch for press and we had to 
to work with a notable chef to do a menu and there was this amazing vegan sticky toffee pudding and it's been on every event since and it's just my favorite I'm lactose intolerant so it's the dream for me but yeah. you um everybody we give it to you just don't know that it's vegan and it's fantastic so it's got to be the vegan sticky toffee pudding amazing so can you do you, uh, with me and I'm sorry maybe this is just my yeah. my sentiment but if I'm having sticky toffee pudding I always have ice cream with it so do you, do you, I'm going to go coconut sorbet for myself because coconut, I'm dairy-free. Like, yeah, that's why I was asking it. But um, I've not always been lactose intolerant. It's been about nine or ten years. But in my non-lactose intolerant days, then it's got to be clotted cream for sure. I mean, okay. have to be. <laughs> as indulgent as you can. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Vegan sticky toffee pudding with mm. coconut, with coconut sorbet. sorbet. Yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful. And... Um, Obviously, as you say, then you you moved on from the London kitchen. You yes. reached a, a sort of a, a natural depart, shall we it, say, from yes. there? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was a natural depart. But I think uh, before the natural ending, mm-hmm. um, my business mentor at the time, um, he'd heard of an opportunity and just thought it might be the right time um, yeah. and just thought it would be a good time to have an informal, loose conversation with Andrew and Max. Um, and at that point, I, I had no intention of, of actually leaving. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but it was clear my role was coming to a natural end with the London Kitchen. Um, and so I met Andrew and Max for an informal chat and we just gelled. Um, I saw them very quickly again, I think within a week, and it just was a natural, a natural fit. Um, they actually were looking for an MD at the time. Um, Andrew was looking to take a bit more of a step back, well-deserved after 30-odd years. Um, But I wasn't quite, uh, they didn't feel I was quite ready and and coming into a new company and a whole new way of working, I I wasn't necessarily ready myself, actually. So we we both came together and kind of put a career progression plan in place. Um, It was a two, two, three-year plan, and obviously now that's come to fruition, which is fantastic. but it was it was great to to have that um, starting with a new company. You know, I'd only ever been with with yeah. one events company and one one creative head in the events industry. So it was it was a really interesting time to learn how somebody else did it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you're 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 in a happy place now. So is it is a is a an easy way to describe, I suppose, the difference in cultures that, that there was when you were at London Kitchen and where you are now? I, I think personally just maturity and and you know the way in which I've progressed myself but in terms of the cultures I think although London Kitchen was great at what it did we the food show is um it's a pre it is a premium events caterer the food is it, sure. it is Michelin quality um and I am a diehard foodie at heart so it it really fit well with me um and we're kind of reputation precedes us in terms of the food which is fantastic whereas London Kitchen we had such amazing branding and um that it was very design-led we had to do a lot of convincing that we were serious and that the food was good um whereas food show you know you just look at one picture and you see what you the food are fantastic you see what you're going to get yeah 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 you must enjoy doing tastings I love doing a tasting, yes, I do. I, lo- I love a tasting, although they seem to be a distant memory at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But we are lucky. I mean, Max is so creative. He's 
every week coming up into the office with something new and if I've seen something I'll, I'll whatsapp him and he'll say I'm making it for you I'll, I'll do it better and you know he's changed it and done it in his own way um so it it really is it's great to be around such creative um creative feeling all the time yeah well I'm sure the tastings will will return soon hopefully I mean, they are they are business critical so they I think are, you, they are. you have to you have to be able to do them well, I hope so. You know, it's been a while since we've we've put one on and had some lovely fine dining food. So fingers crossed. Well, when you do that first one, it will be a it will be a very happy occasion. I'm yes, sure. it will. Well, yeah. Um, talking of happy occasions, um, obviously at your party. Um, so we've uh, we've had the tuna tartare, was wonderful wasabi and mine. Yes. We've had the head to toe chicken, and vegan sticky toffee pudding. So everyone has been beautifully dined. Um, do you have a choice of wines that you're serving with you, Will? You were um, a fave? So, I mean, I would drink champagne all the way through, okay. <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. But, <laughs> but you can't be a lovely Chablis with the tuna tartare. Um, yeah, lovely. Um, and then maybe something a little more oaky to go with the chicken. I love a South African Chardonnay. Um, many of my peers and colleagues may shoot me for liking a Chardonnay, but I love it. Um, oh. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, the Chardonnay grape itself is obviously, as you say, yeah, it is Chablis anyway. But, um, yeah. And then okay. I think to end any meal, you know, coffee is just a boring tradition, so it's got to be an espresso martini. Yeah, it's fair enough. Make sure the dance floor gets yeah, it, nice it and definitely does that. Yeah, and uh, entertainment of choice. Would you have a an entertainer? Yeah. Um, so I, um, I absolutely love Legato Chocolat. It, um, it's just, just a fantastic drag um, represented by Sternberg. Um, I've seen him a f- quite a few times, and it's just absolutely fantastic. Um, but tell, tell us more. Tell us more. Just wild, wacky, and fun. Um, <laughs> but probably not best for, for most corporate events. But um, <laughs> great fun gets everybody up and just loosens everybody up a little. So very interactive. Um, very interactive, yeah. Yeah. Wacky and wild, I think is just the best way to describe Legato. Um, and it just reminds me from years back, I think um, in Red Snapper days, uh, one of our clients had him at a party and it's just stuck with me ever since. Um, it was just one of the first entertainment, event entertainments I'd seen. And I thought, wow, that's, that's quite something. <laughs> Excellent. So we've got Legato, Chocolat, Dragon, yeah. and Round. Getting people um, ready to really party. Yes. And uh, would you have a would you have a celebrity at your party as well? I would. I'd have a post of a celebrity. Um, I think you need to bring a bit of sophistication um, sure. and a, a huge kind of beacon in our family is Nelson Mandela. Um, my middle name's Nelson. Our dog was named Nelson. Um, although we're West African, South Africa plays like quite a lot in our hearts. Um, obviously, I got married there last year, and yeah, yeah. um, so. I mean, Nelson Mandela would be would be a fantastic guest to bring some wisdom and positivity. Absolutely, I think you'd have to get him to do a speech. I, I would have to get him to do a speech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think people would be rather in awe of him. Actually, yeah, it would be. Uh, it would be. Yeah, I think people would be very happy to have come to your party and met Nelson Mandela. Let's well, say that I tr- well, I was trying to pull together the best of everything. You see. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're certainly doing that. Excellent. Um, and in terms of uh, you, obviously you 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 stepped up to to be director at, a, at a, an obviously a, a slightly odd time with 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 food show during yes. the pandemic. 
Um, so, I mean, was it before that in terms of, because you've been there for, seven, sorry, four years, is four that years, right now? Yeah, four yeah, years, yeah, yeah. yes. So before that, was there a point where you really thought in terms of a company, oh, it's taking a step up now in terms of either a particular event you did or a venue you got listed on? Or was there something that actually thought, wow, this is a big change? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I joined Food Show, we had, the company had fantastic listings at venues, um, but there were maybe more of the traditional venues um, and it was quite a mission of mine to get us onto some of those more sexier contemporary venue listings. Um, but I think it really changed when we, we were awarded all four HRP palaces. Yeah. Um, we were previously listed at just Banqueting House in the Tower, and then um, we tended and we were successful in getting all four. And that, that really changed things. I think it, Food Show has always been known, but maybe not so well known. Um, and I just think it made us it made people aware that we were a serious contender in the industry. Yeah. Um, and through that, we just became really busy at the tower. And that kind of led on to then more events at banqueting and um, a huge, amazing event at Hampton Court Palace. Um, and so I think that really was the change then. Um, yeah. It really, it, it really did well for us. Yeah, that was great. I'm um, sorry, as you say, you've pretty well done the, the rounds there, but in terms of our listeners who aren't aware, so HLP, obviously, Historic Royal Palaces. Yes, thank you. And uh, there's a three you mentioned, and Kensington Palace as well. Yes, as well. Yes, yeah, Kensington. Um, so, you know, the really serious venues in the London scene, you know, yeah. the, the beacons in the crowd, mind the pun, um, but so prestigious. And I think we just felt honoured to get listed at all four. We really did. Um, yeah. But subsequently, uh, you know, 2019, we were one of the busiest caterers at the Tower coming from a year or two before. We'd done two or three events. Yeah. Um, so it really, yeah, it really changed things for us. That's great. That's great. We are stepping up there. Um, and talking about stepping up, our yes. first dance track. Oh, um, Prince, I Would Die For You. Okay. You then you may be guessing I'm a diehard Prince fan, so oh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, across. Um, and it was the coming to the dance floor at my wedding song, so it was uh, yeah, it was like getting everybody on the dance floor. That was the song, yeah, because I believe your first song at your wedding was Your Love is King by Sade, yeah, Sade, yeah. So, um, god, that's my parents, it's one of their favorite songs, it's just always always played in my mind, and it just worked for both of us, so yeah, it was. You've done your digging, Philip. Well done. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Some people, some people call it stalking, but... Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's okay. No, I've done my research. I've done my research. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. And uh, during your time in the industry, who do you say has, has inspired you the most? Um, many people, but I have to say, since joining Food Show, um, Max is just the most inspirational chef, but person... Um, he just has no boundaries in his talent. And so when, when you're working with somebody like that, it rubs off on you. You know, there is no, you, that can't be done. It's not possible. It, there's always a way around it. And, and it's usually 10 times better. Um, but he really is. He's just, he, he's so, um, he's so positive um, in terms of him in himself. But there's just this, this awe about him that everything's achievable. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just it's just a great a great working relationship, um, and I think it comes from he's got great um, experience having worked with Create and the Billingsgate runs, and I'm sure if you've done <laughs> anyone that's done them, kind of you've yeah. seen and done it all, so you know everything is achievable. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. He, he's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, you know, in the last four years working with him, coming from not knowing him at all to, to knowing everything about him and his talent and, you know, venues, uh, we get inquiries from our venues just based on his food, which, you know, Ooh, Max. Yeah. yeah, so it's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, he's one of he's one of the ones, one of the biggest. Oh, that's brilliant. And again, just uh, to clarify for listeners, so, <clears throat> the Create Old Billingsgate is obviously the Christmas yes. parties <laughs> they used to do uh, about 25 every December. And in fact, more sometimes, lunch and evening, um, up to about a thousand people, wasn't it? So it was big, uh, big runs. Yeah, it so, was uh, big runs, hardcore delivery. Yeah. yeah. So if he can do that, as you say, he, he's, he can do anything. He, he knows what he's doing. Fantastic. Um, and uh, just coming on to the to the current crisis that we are in. I mean, in terms of from from yourselves, I know Feed Show have, have done a bit of pivoting in terms of yes. um, sort of. Uh, well, you you say it's obviously deliveries to houses, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, last March took us all by surprise, um, and you know, very quickly the rug was pulled from under us within. I would say two weeks, we watched two and a half million pounds just drop out of the diary into the plethora. Yeah, into the ether. Um, yeah. yeah, into the ether. Um, so we kind of took March and April to take stock of what was going on. Um, yeah. And then we just decided, we, we were doing a lot for the NHS. We were baking, a, gosh, part we were part of a group baking 100,000 cookies, dropping them off. We Lovely. donated all of our um, PPE that we had. We had lots of chef's gloves and lots of alcohol gel from events. We dropped them off at hospitals. Um, we worked with Age UK to drop off meals. We, we just had so much food in the fridge and the freezer um, yeah. because things just stopped dead. So we were kind of emptying out. And at the same time, we just wanted to keep ourselves active. And we just took the decision to quite a lot of our competitors and colleagues mothballed and just said, we're shutting shop we'll be back when it's over. And we just thought, do you know what? If if we as people do that, then I just, we, we might lose the light. So we carried on. Um, we set up quite a few takeaway brands, which has helped us tick over. Tick over. Um, it obviously kept chefs busy, which was fantastic. Um, and then we kind of went into the hampers at home market. Um, uh, more from clients asking us, um, you know, a food share hamper is quite a famous thing. We drop them off at venues every <laughs> Christmas. Um, yeah. and, and people were asking, where can they buy one? Where can they buy one? Um, so we kind of, we, we, we did a massive campaign and Christmas, gosh, I think we did over a thousand Christmas hampers, which I think I'm still being cursed to the, by the team to this very day. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, we just took the decision to do whatever we could to keep going, um, but, yeah. but more just to keep that positive light. So through takeaway, through hampers, um, through a few white label projects, we're, we're still here. Um, yeah. And everybody's now just raring to get going with events. So yeah. we, we pivoted in every direction you could imagine. Um, <laughs> and, you know, some might say busy falls, but we, I think as long as we were washing our face and breaking even, I was, we were just happy to be to be open and surfacing That's clients, amazing. to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You found ways to break even. You've done an amazing job. Yes. <laughs> and in terms of, do you think there will be a legacy from it in terms of the, some of the aspects that you've done? Will you continue? Yeah, I think oh, it's taught us many things, this whole um, situation. But I think one thing it's taught us is that we you need a constant in the background. Um, you need something ticking over. And I think the virtual events, the hampers, I don't think they're going away. Um, so, you know, an online shop, which we're launching, that will just stay in the background as a separate business and an add-on, um, because who knows, come winter, 
you know, we could be shut down again. You just don't know. So to have something ticking along in the background, I think that's that's what we'll carry on with. Um, yeah. But in terms of key learnings, I just think it's taught us not to take anything for granted. <laughs> <laughs> anything at all. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah, yes, yes. Well, I, I couldn't agree more in terms of that. Uh, and uh, equally as well, as you say, I think that the, the hybrid event is here to stay. So, Yeah, I, I almost say it's a shame because our industry is built on face-to-face. It's yeah. built on your little black book. It's built on who you know and experiences you, you've shared with people. Um, yeah. But at the same time, the world itself just moves forward in, in the way of technology. So it's just, it is a natural fit. And I think pandemic aside, it would have moved closer towards virtual events um, yeah. and hybrid events anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just hopeful, actually. It, it sort of almost expands events. So, you know, if it is a company, you are London-based, <clears> but they have team in Manchester, that they'll they'll run it as, as a hybrid event and, you know, you'll be delivering at yeah, the venue. Yeah, that I hope. Yeah, and then you'll also be delivering <laughs> to those who can't make it as well. So actually expands your remit rather than anything else. So we keep our fingers crossed. That's we do, we do. Yeah. Excellent. Um, now, all the good things must unfortunately come to an end. And, and yes. in terms of your party, obviously, everyone's been up dancing to Prince. Um, and uh, I'm uh, sorry, you had a. Uh, who, who was your opening at uh, the rival music? I've forgotten now. Oh, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Yeah. Exactly. So we've got Turner. Prince and we got we got Prince and Tina Turner. Yes. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, the, the dance floor will be full, I'm sure. Um, but when it comes to the end, how are you? How are you leaving? Are you doing a big departure? Uh, uh, the tower team would probably murder me for saying this, but who doesn't love fireworks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that you're allowed them, but you know. Yeah, well, it's your party. It's, it's yeah. my party, um, yeah, so yeah. you've got to have fireworks to see people off. Absolutely, you can have environmentally friendly ones now as well. Yes, so you, there you, you go. You're okay. Yeah, there you Good go. Stuff. And um, would you have a departing gift for your guests? I love gifting. You know, I my favourite part about other people's birthdays is buying them something that I know they're going to love and use. Um, we we worked on this incredible event, the Engage Summits uh, in 2019. It kind of took over London. They host it all across the world. It's the world's top wedding and party planners, and they did a week long event across all the historic royal palaces. Um, and they just did gifting right. Um, you know, it was a leather tote bag with everything you need for the week a bespoke uh, notebook with your name on it and you know hand painted um so that's where i'd like to go with that but um one of the the most useful gifts uh, in the, the pack that they gave you at the beginning of the week was a it was a menu card of conversation for anybody in events to take to you to take with you to a networking reception or dinner so, you know, it was billed at when you're going to a networking event on your own, how you would enter a group, you know, that circle that's standing in the corner, how you could walk in the middle, pull out one of these cards and just start a conversation. And I've still got it at home and it's just a fantastic conversation starter. Um, so that would be my gift as choice. Conversation a men- menus. A conversation menu. So, yeah. so they had different topics for you to... Different topics. Um, yeah. And also under each topic was a kind of if you're shy about this or um, if you're not necessarily well-versed in politics, here's a question to ask and here's the answer. Um, just fantastic, you know. Wow. And also for a dinner, you could just pop it in the middle of the table, everybody takes one and it just gets that conversation flowing. Um, yeah, really okay. clever, really clever on their behalf. 
So that would be my menu, gift. A menu card of conversation. I'm yeah. going to look these up. I have, yeah. yeah, do, do. <laughs> Sounds a wonderful thing. Excellent. And um, we're sort of coming to the end now. And thank you, Jay, for your no time. Problem. Thank you, Jay. It's, it's been wonderful to go through. It, it sounds like it's, a, it's an amazing party. Tower of London, velvet furniture, beautiful bars with foliage. Um, we've got uh, bitter car, salmon rosé, champagne for guests when they arrive. And then the, the very special food show, steak frites, um, yes. Bernay sauce, as the canapes going on. Um, and then we've discussed the main course and sorry, the, the, the menu. So tuna tartar, head to toe chicken, vegan sticky toffee pudding, espresso martinis, uh, the, the Chablis and South African Chardonnay flowing as well to go with it. We have Nelson Mandela there. I mean, that's that's probably enough for everyone, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we have Legato Chocolat. Yes. Drag Act, who will be keeping everyone entertained and up for the party as well. And then uh, Prince uh, will be starting the dancing for you. I would die for you. So it's all going to be good. And then um, fireworks uh, and uh, the menu card of conversation for people to take away. So it sounds I just, like I just need a blank check and a date, Philip, and then it's, it's good to go. <laughs> it is. It's all planned. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and we've also got to make sure that Max is available. Yeah, for of that course, day of as course. Well. He's yeah. in high demand. He is in high <laughs> Fantastic. And lastly, uh, future planning at the present. Um, we, in all of the, the pandemic situation, um, as I said, through every disaster becomes opportunity, um, we actually managed to, to secure a venue um, that we now look after, Chiswick House and Gardens, we're the managing agent, so we are marketing it, we're selling it, we're doing all the w wedding bookings, um, so that's also kept us really busy, I mean, mostly through, sadly, cancellations and postponements, but as yeah. soon as the 22nd of February's news hit, inquiries just went through the roof um so that's kind of our core focus at the moment um and then a possible secret summer pop-up uh that um, keep your eyes peeled tell me more when you can i will excellent yeah fantastic oh, that's that great news and uh i'm sure that there will be many surprises coming forward yes. in the year ahead <laughs> um i do think there's a huge amount of pent-up demand and there is um people have realized how important hospitality and events are there is. central to people's lives and, and being able to actually go out and enjoy ourselves and socialize so maybe a, a a wonderful future for you and for food show well thank you very much anyone? thank you thank Bella. you thank you for your time jay no problem take care